Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. Gina Carano would kick my ass. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Welcome. Welcome to the apple that's naked. The naked apple. That was. Yes, that one. (laughs) (laughs) I had an hour and a half of sleep last night, and I am running on half a gallon of Dr. Pepper. So. Only half a gallon, huh? And I'm pretty upset at the world. I'm All in one go, so this should be fun. It's okay. Fun. It'll be fun. Yes, it will be fun. Fun. Because that's It'll... what F is for. F is for fun. Control F this. Fun. <laughs> Control fun this. <laughs> <laughs> it's oof. As usual, it has been a week. It has. We it's got so much to cover. We won't get to all of it. Absolutely not. Um, we will touch on a few things. Great synopsis of this week is uh, the world went to hell in a handbasket, like usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, the handbasket is on fire, which is great. Yeah. Um, China flame, Flames of hates hell are us. licking against the bottom of the basket. <laughs> <laughs> China hates us as usual, but now they're actually saying it out loud, uh, which is concerning. Uh, white men suck. Uh, That's not really anything new. No, no, it's, it's nothing new. But it is when they accuse an Arab man of being white, uh, which is also fun, uh, especially when he then goes and shoots up a supermarket. But but the motive is yet to be determined. It's because he wasn't actually white, so they can't claim racism anymore. Darn it, dang, darn, dang it. Also, well, fun they to will. note They'll that find they a way. didn't say what everybody else in the supermarket was that he shot, other than old was mm. the one guy, and a police officer was the other one. Huh. And no details on the other eight people. Huh. So... You know it doesn't fit their narrative because they aren't talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> with any with any news story, you know it doesn't fit their narrative when they don't tell you the race of the people involved with the action being done. Like right. Like when they first started talking about the rise in Asian crimes across the country, they'd say this event happened with this person that got pushed to the ground or punched or whatever, this elderly Asian person. Well, who is the attacker? Well, you read further down in the story, past the first few paragraphs that are seen when you just pull up your phone, you find out it was a black guy that punched the Asian man to the ground. Well, time and time again. Any Hooters. Um, Vitamin B. We will will be getting into all of this as we go along. I think it's time for some vitamin B. Try to to feel a little happy going into this. Need a little pick-me-up before we get into this. So uh, let's go over to our news correspondent over at the, the Vitamin B and see how it goes. Black, black, black. 
Udah datang. Welcome. That's part of the fun. Welcome to your vitamin B. Vitamin B. We have great news this week. I am. I mean, maybe it's not really great, but it's uh, it's getting there. So let's start out with uh, some local U.S. news. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, media now claims shooter was factually Arab but morally white. In other news. <laughs> Disaster has struck as uh, the cities are opening up and allowing children to go out. Your kids are making friends with other kids at the park, and now you have to make small talk with other people. Congratulations. This is supposed to be uplifting. Yes. In your health news, puberty blockers now available in infant formula. This is supposed to be uplifting. (laughs) It's okay. I'm getting there. Ah. In oh, other health news, just warming me up to it. I Marlboro see. is set to offer free carton of cigarettes with proof of vaccinations. Hey, hey, now we're you're getting, getting to it. That would yes. go really good with my donut. In your uh, political news, Jen Psaki plays morning round of dodgeball to prepare for press conference. <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge a ball. You can dodge a question. Uh, conservative spreads dangerous misinformation about a chicken crossing a road. Why? I, that's the question. It's always the question. I know who's on first. What? So, uh, this is a heartwarming story oh, good, 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 good. Of, of a man who really wants to make this country better. A good feel-good story. Ted Cruz dons an all-white suit to cry outside of Biden's detention centers. That man. If that doesn't warm the cockles of your heart. That doesn't warm the cockles of your heart. You are soulless. That's true. You ginger. (laughs) Uh, In other news, uh, a local (laughs) wax museum removed Trump figure after visitors were caught praying to it. You know, the, the real story on that one's actually funny, too. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, again, well, actually, I'm going to do two more because this one's also funny. Oh, good. Bonus. Uh, in your U.S. news, it is unclear how bad mass shooting is until authorities release details of everyone's skin color. This is true. This it's, is very true. This is, this is supposed to be satire. What is this? <laughs> Uh, and two related stories. Uh-huh. The first, Mexico installs stairs to keep Biden out. And the second... <laughs> you okay over there? The ultimate security force. <laughs> the second, Putin challenges Biden to stair climbing contest. It's the next I wonder sport. who would win. This has been... Well, so long as there's a prominent breeze in favor of Biden, he'll be fine. <laughs> well, the way he walks, there's probably always a prominent breeze. <laughs> this has been your Vitamin B. You know, that didn't really help. No, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it did. The uh, the news articles this week were a little dark. Darn. 
dang darn. Yeah, they, they really got their work cut out for them. It's hard to predict the future. It's all right. In a local campaign speech, Freddy Krueger was quoted as saying, never stop dreaming. So we got that to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's been taking their little selfie pics and all that with their proud to have COVID vaccination card filled out with all their information so people can steal their identity. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Why do you need my pin? <laughs> You're the same people that respond to the phone call about your computer having issues, don't you? <laughs> so, yeah. Good Morning America has a lovely article for us, complete with quotes from doctors. It's even written by Dr. Leia Kroll. And at, as you know, Dr. Leia Kroll is the leading expert in something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that COVID card that you're so proud to take a selfie with, make sure you hang on to that. Don't just use it as a photo op because it's actually really important. Uh, from ABC News via Good Morning America, proof of vaccination may allow us to begin resuming our normal activities in the near future. Hey, hey, hey. Photos that display the COVID-19 vaccination cards like a badge of honor have been making the rounds on social media for months, but the card is more than fodder for selfies. It could be your ticket to freedom in the coming months, so it should be protected as such. I've seen this one before. <laughs> Papers, please. Papers, please. Papers, please. It's okay. This one is surprisingly easy to fake. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got it. <laughs> Not, and I'll be your hucker. <laughs> According to several news articles that I just Googled. Surprisingly e easy to fake is the headline on most of these. Well, seeing as how most doctors write in scribble, it's... Uh, <laughs> well, they're countering that by making little stickers that you actually stick on your... Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Because that's The precious paper better. card contains vital information, including the brand of vaccine you received and the dates you were immunized. According to public health experts, it's crucial to keep that information handy in case you need it to prove your vaccination status or to streamline possible future booster shots. You know, excuse me, sorry. Um, if this was written in, I don't know, the 30s, 1930s, according to public health experts, it's crucial to keep that information handy in case you need it to prove your nationality status or to streamline possible future education relocations. Hmm. Hmm. Vaccination records can likely eventually be replaced if they are lost or damaged, but it is especially important to take good care of your vaccination records during this pandemic when the country's healthcare systems are stretched thin. Except right now they're not stretched thin. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not. I haven't pulled it up, all the little behind-the-scenes stuff that we've showed you guys a few times and talked about, 
But I would be willing to guess that the national average is below 60% occupancy for hospitals, and that's including the hospitals that have removed beds from their hospital tallies so that they can stay at 80 to 90% capacity. <laughs> from a couple of doctors here quote a vaccination card is a tool that people can use to declare that they have some level of protection against covid john brownstein phd an abc news contributor and epidemiologist at boston children's hospital being able to assess immunity to covid is a critical part of trying to resume our daily lives mm-mm-mm Another doctor, Amish Ajlila, MD, fit is an infectious disease specialist, blah, 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 don't care. What these little cards have the potential to do is to make something like international travel easier by avoiding requirements for quarantine or testing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, even so, the COVID vaccine card is hardly the first of its kind. No. Papers, please. Some <laughs> countries, for example, require proof of vaccination for yellow fever, and many public-private schools require that the children enrolled be fully vaccinated. Papers, please. Uh, below our specialists answer common questions. Blah, blah, blah. Why is it important? Uh, what about uh, why do I need this? Why do you, Why? Why? <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's very unfortunate that all of is these... Is this the sticker? Yes, that is the sticker. Oh, yeah, that can't be faked either. <laughs> it's it's literally just a little label. It just says, says Pfizer on it with a whatever numerical code for the vaccine and then a date on it. I'm also very upset that all of these articles that talk about people selling blank coronavirus vaccination cards don't have links to the sites where they're selling these fake vaccination corona cards. They can't be a trusted source then. <laughs> no. If they don't have links they, to the They don't have source. links to the original source. They can't be trusted. It's We need to verify, and they're not giving us the links we need to verify that fake these things news. are It's fake news. <laughs> You know, I used to think so with Star Wars. When you when you see the the original trilogy, the Jedi are seen as like mystical things that don't really exist, but turns out they actually do. So it's some sort of hokey pokey magic, something or other like that, right? I have good news. Uh huh. Is this Star Wars related, or is it? No, my oh. VPN was on while I was searching for where to buy COVID <laughs> vaccine cards, oh, so I probably won't get arrested by the FBI tomorrow. It's okay. We're just talking about it on nationally distributed, world distributed podcast. It's fine. They won't know. They won't know. It was research. Hey, look, we have 10 more followers. <laughs> <laughs> And cool. the FBI has now gotten us monetized. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, FBI. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the FBI, Star Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> segue. <laughs> 
So I, I used to wonder how it was possible that people could so easily forget the simplest of things. You know, until last year and until making a connection with Star Wars. Because, like, in Star Wars, I thought, how does everyone just not know that Jedi exist? Because in the prequels, they have the Jedi Temple. They're a huge part of the society of Star Wars. Everybody knows Jedi this, Jedi that, especially Coruscant, which is the most densely populated world in planet in uh, the universe. Well, even Tatooine, when they go to Tatooine on the first episode, everybody knows about the Jedi. Yeah. Especially when you consider that all of the, the species... They all live for hundreds of years in in the the that the Star Wars universe, right? So, so then it goes from the prequels to the original trilogy, and basically nobody knows about them. And you have to go to extended universe, and you find out that the Empire purged all this information about the Jedi to basically make them non-existent and the Sith, so that people wouldn't think that there's this big threat from force-sensitive people. Turned it all into a big myth conspiracy stuff. And people that fought and lived around these things basically just forgot it all over the course of, what, 20 years between the two? 10 years between the two? Something like that. 20, give or take. Um, Now to go back into what supposedly is real life. (laughs) I'm sitting here on the socials and in person and stuff, debating with people on how much someone like Dr. Fauci flip flops on stuff or how much the CDC goes back and forth on stuff. No, they've always said this. No, they haven't. Here's a video of them doing exactly what I'm saying they did. And they don't say now. And here's a video of them saying, what they're saying now then, and then here's another video of them saying the opposite of that again. (laughs) Yeah, but this is an evolving thing. How do you not remember things? (laughs) Last year uh, made Star Wars make sense. (laughs) People inherently are forgetful beings. And with that... China rears its ugly head because we've forgotten what China's all about. Yes. So, a little history on China. Actually, quite fun. China. You know, we... uh, They have ginormous walls. Good hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rather proud of that one. That was good. (laughs) Um, Depends on the definition of good, but okay. If it garnered a boo, I am satisfied. <laughs> it didn't garner a, a boo. It garnered a good hell, which is completely it's, different from a, it's a boo. It's a whole nother rating scale. a different scale. level. Of- <laughs> I'll take that as higher than a boo then. Boo. <laughs> the boo would be offended by what was said. Success. <laughs> Terrible. Check one off for dead joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
I lost where I was going with that. Short, brief history of China. Short, short brief history of China. It started, it went terribly, and now it's here. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's how most American history books are written today. <laughs> oh, so actually interesting interesting thing uh, uh with China and the US. So, what was it the 70s 80s ish time and today? <laughs> you are on one tonight. I I it's, already prefaced all the of ep- the Dr Pepper is I it? already prefaced the episode or is it the with lack of my sleep? conditions. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> my pre-existing conditions. So, so seventies, eighties, the the U.S. took a new stance with China, as as the um, Chinese government started to fall apart, and you had communist China and all this stuff coming into the forefront. Mao Zedong. Yeah, um, America took the stance of let's try to bring them more our way by trading with them through, you know, American capitalism, Western ideals and things right. like that. Show them what makes us great. Make them, make them more like us by trading what we have with them. That plan makes, has backfired it royally. Makes, makes sense on paper. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> backfired you, royally. Instead of them coming more like us, I mean, they did a little bit, but far more, we have become more like them, which is a very bad thing. In so many ways. Um, but it is getting out of hand uh, as the the whole world front is now being assaulted by the possibility of Chinese support, China su- superiority. Um, I want to make sure I get that accurately because it isn't Chinese in general. It is specifically the Chinese Communist Party political spectrum and and the way that they do things that is bad for the world. Um, and I actually heard an interesting talk earlier today, um, people discussing what to do with China, and several of them were like, well, let China be China. They're their own country. We shouldn't intervene. We shouldn't do whatever. Uh, they can rule China however they want. The problem arises from the fact that they are claiming pieces of the world that aren't theirs. Hong Kong, Taiwan, and if history is anything to judge by, those are only the beginning spots. Technically, the British yielded Hong Kong to them. Yeah, well, that's because the British are a bunch of pussies. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) But before that, they basically... But the people of Hong Kong didn't want to go to China. No. So... Hey, we're going to give you guys Hong Kong. Whoa, 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 ha, ha. <laughs> so, still... Taxation Hong without Kong, representation, Britain. Hong Kong does not want to be a part of China. Taiwan Hong, wants to, though, right? No. Oh. That, that is a very serious negative. But um, luckily, but though, the WHO recognizes that. China is is using its influence to make everyone else bend the knee, which is great because that leads to the WHO guy ignoring the question about Taiwan being a sovereign state. Will, will the and World Health Organization recognize Taiwan as a country? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. 
Oh, I'll repeat it for you. Uh, no, no, no. Let's just move on. Oh, well, what, will the World Health Organization recognize Taiwan as uh, its own country? Oh. Hang, hang up. Hang, that's, how, that's, that's, that's how you get a WHO officer to hang up on you is talk about Taiwan. <laughs> you can just hang up on an interview? You can do that? You can do that? <laughs> It's a thing. Well, in, in the era of COVID, yes, it is well, a thing. It in his defense, he was going thing. through a tunnel. Oh, was he? Sitting at his desk. Sitting at his desk going through a tunnel. Is that how it was? But this is this is all coming to a head right now because you have... Uh, so China took over Hong Kong. They had dissidents, people that didn't want China to take over Hong Kong. The uh-huh. old leadership of Hong Kong, the majority of which has now been executed. Disappeared. Disappeared. Oh, sorry. My bad. Like I said, executed. <laughs> if they are not in quietly a... Quietly executed. If they are not in a re-education camp of some sort, they have <clears throat> been executed. Or they have fled to Australia, such as the one man that we... I think we touched on a couple weeks ago. Or we talked about it after. I don't remember. Or we talked about it after. I don't remember. <laughs> we have so many conversations about world events. It's <laughs> and hard to so much keep track news. of which ones we've talked about on here and which ones we haven't. So a man ran away to Australia who used to be a leader in, in Hong Kong and is on the run from China as a dissident. Yeah. So we have that boiling over, along with Australia's already tumultuous trade war with China. The fact that China is running uh, beaching drills in preparation to land on Taiwan. Uh, Huh. So this list is extending. Does anybody else see how this is beginning to form into a bad idea? They only now have the world's largest navy. Yeah, which wouldn't be the case if Americans were allowed to own warships like God and our founding fathers intended. Or even if we were allowed to just as a government build warships. But no, we got to obey some UN treaty of some sort that says we'll restrict our arms to whatever amount. That's real smart. Because those rules apply to us, but not China. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Who's also part of what? Oh, that's right. The UN. Hey, this this treaty says we can only have X amount of this armament and X and Y amount of this armament. Oh, okay. So all of the people who are our enemies know exactly how much we're going to have so they can counter it? Yes. Yes. And yes. and that's just the stuff on the world stage that that China is Behind fomenting the right now. <laughs> then you have their <sighs> Blatant disregard for human life in their own country. Talking about the Uyghurs and Uyghurs. The, the the camps and things that they have going on there. Papers, please. Like, seriously, bad news going on here. I have three articles. Um, and I'll start with, since I'm already on the topic of the Uyghurs, <laughs> I will start with... Uh, the NPR article. NP- hey, I've got one of those too. Yes. So NPR article uh, dated March 22nd, 2021. So this was last night that they posted this. Uh, U.S. joins EU in sanctions against China over treatment of Uyghur Muslims. And how pathetic is it that 
we had to wait for somebody else to do we, it so we could join it. We joined the European Union. Uh, no, it should be the it European It should be Union the other way around. We should have the been the first. We should have been spearheading this because we've known about it for months. We have talked about this for how long now? At least the fall. Yeah. I would say probably going on six months now is probably the first time because I remember talking about this when the movie Mulan was announced. Yes, and that's why I refused to see the movie. And that is why I refused to see the movie. Exactly. So, <clears throat> going through this article real quick. Uh, China and Euro European Union traded sanctions against each other's officials Monday, and the U.S. joined the U.K. and Canada in parallel to measures by the European Union to protest human rights violations and abuses in the western Xinjiang region. The EU opposed travel and economic sanctions on four of China's officials in response to the imprisonment of hundreds of Uyghur Muslims. Oh, so they're xenophobic. Apparently. Well... I mean, they didn't impose sanctions against all of China, just four of China's officials. Oh. oh, so hopefully the important ones. Yeah. yeah. Which there's probably only four important ones in the entire there's country, so there's that. Only the four. Uh, <laughs> among those EU sanctioned was Chen Mingu. I, have, I definitely butchered that name. Nah. Ming Mingguo, I it's M I N G G U O. So take that how you will. The director of the Xinjiang Public Se Security Bureau, because of the treatment of Uyghurs, Uyghurs, good hell, I can't talk tonight in <laughs> Xinjiang. The shank. <laughs> The sanctions are the first the EU has imposed since 1989 in protest of China's treatment of the Tiananmen Square demonstrators in Beijing. And just to remind you, <sighs> just, just so everyone, I'm almost certain most everyone that listens to us has that image in their mind of the guy facing the tank. Have you seen the full image? Mm -mm. It's a line of tanks behind oh. that tank. Well, He's not standing up against one tank. He's standing up against an entire column of tanks. The founding fathers of America would be proud of him. They stopped spinning in their graves just long enough to shed a tear for that. <laughs> I would argue they probably all saluted him and then began spinning again because... <laughs> and we're off. We're off. <laughs> That's where the power bump came from. So, yeah. The U.S. joined the EU and other allies in a statement... Secretary of State and Antony Blinken, huh, that's a great name, yeah. said, the United States is committed to playing a strong leadership role in global efforts to combat serious human rights abuse. Oh, then why on, didn't you do on, this six months hold ago? On, hold on. <sighs> hold up. The U.S. joined the EU and other allies, period. Next sentence. The United States is committed to playing a strong leadership role in global... Yeah, joined yeah, the EU strong I'm, leadership. I'm we leading from behind, just <laughs> so we can be the no, first to withdraw. The, <laughs> the 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 real thing here is I I I'm still slightly frustrated at the Trump administration for not doing enough for this. But at least they were doing something. We had sanctions back then. We had things we were doing. Yeah, they were had, all nixed by Biden on day one. He had the trade embargoes and all this other stuff. Yes. So, 
you know, and I say, why didn't we do something six months ago? But, but we were. We were starting to do things six months ago. I, I would argue that he would have done more if he didn't have to deal with, I don't know, everything here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of hard to get anything done when everybody hey, is fighting you tooth, nail, and whatever. Hey, China is the problem. They got bad deals for us. Why are you so xenophobic? China Siri. is trying to screw us over. All right, so the president is xenophobic and racist. <laughs> right. You're going to investigate and, China? No. And okay. it's, it is severely clear that we are no longer respected on the world front. No. Because China comes to American soil and, I mean, basically just bitch slapped the meeting that they had <laughs> with us in Alaska. Uh, so, the Epic, Epic Times. Times. Yep. Epic Times. Seriously misjudging the U.S., Beijing's tough stance in Alaska reflects its anger and embarrassment. Um, so I don't know if you watched any of, because they, they actually videoed uh, a good portion of the meeting, and they, then they like cut, cut out, cut the feed like, when they realized cut, that China cut the was feed when they the realized that, with them. Yeah, that that China was. Uh, they pulled a uh, going World off Health the rails. They pulled a World Health Organization move. Uh, we're going through a tunnel. Click. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the kind of story behind this: the highest ranking U.S. and Chinese diplomats finally met in Anchorage, Alaska, on March 18th. I say finally because senior officials of the two countries have not met formally since former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo Donald and Chinese Trump. foreign policy official Yang well, I'm not even going to try that Zhe-chi. one, met in Hawaii last July. Not only that, according to the Chinese side, the United States and China have cut off almost all high-level communication channels. That is not a good sign. No. That's why the bilateral meeting in Anchorage drew so much global attention. <laughs> That's great. So it immediately kicks off with harsh accusations being thrown both ways. And then we get this lovely little gem. CCP views America as being in decline. Yep. Uh, on In an interview with Newsmax, uh, Mike Pompeo uh, said, make no mistake about it, the Chinese Communist Party believes that America is in decline, that they're on the rise, and they intend to take full advantage of that. Call them an enemy, call them an adversary, call them what you will, but it is their intention to be the dominant power in the world, and they intend to do so quickly. The largest navy in the world, according to the Pentagon. Yes. Last week. So, I wish I had a transcript of actually what was said there, but they literally said pretty much verbatim that they believe that America is in decline, mm-hmm. that, that we have no strong position. They, they pointed out to the world that America is not going to be stopping them in the next at least four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it is not a good thing for us, for them to have that viewpoint. 
because uh, that basically means they don't respect us and they're going to do whatever they want. And that is not good for a lot of places in the world. Yeah, it, it makes Winnie the Pooh feel a little more, a little stronger than normal. And it makes uh, Rocket Boy want to test more rockets right next door. Yeah. Because they realize there's not going to be three aircraft carrier groups sitting in the China Sea to make them stop. <laughs> the last time that happened was World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Which just points out how bad of a position we're in. So, that brings us to Fox News. Fox China News. infrastructure plan could leave U.S. grossly disadvantaged, ex-Navy leader says, as report warns of risk. So, China's massive international infrastructure initiative, known as the Belt and Road Initiative, poses a significant challenge to U.S. economic, political, climate change, and security interests, a new report released Tuesday by the Council on Foreign Relations warns. A retired Navy leader involved in the report told Fox News that if left unchecked, the initiative could leave the United States grossly disadvantaged. Yay! The Council on Foreign Relations Independent Task Force, chaired by former Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Gary Ro Rowhead? Roughhead? 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 Um. and former Obama Treasury Secretary Jacob Liu released the report Tuesday warning of the impl uh, implications of China's Belt and Road Initiative for the United States. Uh, in an exclusive interview with Fox, Roughhead said it is important that America understands just how extensive BRI is and how China has been able to expand globally and penetrate into what he considers some of the key factors of what will determine national power and America's role in the world. <laughs> the cost of inaction is that the United States will find that it will be dealing with countries that fundamentally are based on Chinese infrastructure. Chinese information systems, and with that, a significant amount of Chinese influence in many parts of the world. The U.S. will find itself grossly disadvantaged if that is allowed to happen. So, kind of a breakdown of what this is talking about. So, China is making moves to impose their economy in the world market. Yeah, the, this next paragraph is everything. If you actually study history on the world stage, mm -hmm. especially more ancient history. This should tell you everything you need to know. The next paragraph, um, the Belt and Road Initiative, BRI, was announced in 2013, a planned multi-trillion dollar infrastructure program that is intended to link China with more than 100 countries through railroad, shipping, and energy projects. The BRI seeks to recreate the Silk Road, an old network of trading routes between the East and the West by investing large sums of money into their other countries to build such infrastructure projects. In Chinese history and Asian history, the Silk Road is what, made China rise into power and dominate the Asian countries to become the size that it is and absolve and destroy anyone that opposed them and their silk trade. So they're trying to recreate the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. There's your uh, tinfoil hat moment from us right there. <laughs> and for those of you sitting there going, well, what does it matter if everybody adopts the Chinese infrastructure and economy? Children's sweatshops. 
for one, is a thing. China doesn't care about human rights Work or camps. literally anything. No. So when you talk about adopting Chinese infrastructure, you're talking about sweatshops. You're talking about work camps. You're talking about knockoff brands. You're talking about these things that are generally morally frowned upon across the world and a complete regression from everything that has occurred since the founding of America. Mm-hmm. Like 100% regression. Yeah. So as far as human rights and quality of life and those things go. Yeah, it's bad. So this is really, really troubling when you look at things that have been done in America over the last couple of decades because we have essentially been running a playbook since... I don't know, the 70s? Uh, the 60s. 60s? Yeah. So the, earlier than even I was thinking? The uh, communist... Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's when that, that came out, huh? But back then, we were trying to fight it. And it, it is essentially just completely corrupted our system. You, you talk about a, an economy that has been compromised. When our dollar was no longer backed by gold it made our monetary system far more fluid than it should be. Yeah, because when your source, when your monetary source is not backed by anything physical, that means you can just, I don't know, print $1.9 trillion and send it off into the ether and pat yourself on the back for doing a good job of saving people from right. forcing them to not when- work. When, you're, when your dollar isn't backed by something material, something tangible, it becomes nothing more than a idea, basically. It is supported by nothing more than the fact that people use it. And the more of it you print, the less value it has, because value is always attributed to the scarcity of something. So we have created this bubble in our economy where our, our dollar is no longer backed by anything tangible. We have all of these policies that are deteriorating our economy, making it so that the, the dollar is worth less and less and less. The dollar is projected to devalue, 50, I believe it's 15% a year over the next several years, which in money terms, means that four years from today, your dollar will be worth 43 cents less than it is today. Yay! Which means if you are making 80 grand a year, uh, let's do something easier. If you're making 100 grand a year, you're now making 43 grand a year. And what, or not 43, you're making 43 grand a year less, so you're making 57 grand a year yeah so what what makes this hard for a lot of people to understand with inflation and things like that it's not that things are getting more expensive it's that money is worth less your your reese's your uh snickers bar used to be bigger than it is Mm -hmm. but 
today it's, I think it's like two thirds of the original size and it costs a dollar as opposed to Mm -hmm. 25 cents. Well, you remember growing up when Carl's Jr. came out with the $6 burger. Yeah. And everybody was, oh, that's so expensive. Why would I pay $6 for a cheeseburger at a fast food restaurant? Or when Arby's had the five for five, now it's five for 10. Yeah. And in the, in the last, I mean, that was when we were, what? 10 years old. 10 years old. So so, so the last 20-ish years, the cost of food alone has almost doubled. No, no. It's not, the cost of food has not gone up. This is inflation. This this is what I mean. The cost of food has not gone up. The value of the dollar has gone down 50%. Right. So, so when you talk about well, minimum wage needs to go up and, and different... Well, no, what we need to do is we need to stop the government programs, the government spending that are making it so that our dollar is worth less. We need to back our money with gold or something tangible again so that our money is worth more. We need to stop printing willy-nilly all over the place to just throw money at shit. Yeah, to programs that were... To problems created by the government to be fixed by the government. <laughs> that is why the prices are so astronomical right now. And you're never going to fix the problem by throwing more money at it. No. That is never the answer. So raising the minimum wage isn't going to do anything but devalue the dollar faster. And that's the problem with what they're doing. All of the plans, all of the things that they are coming up with to fix the problem are in fact only exacerbating the issue. And it is leading to the perfect storm where China could very easily in the next three, four, five, whatever years could easily supplant America as the leading superpower. And that would be catastrophic for the world. So uh, so part of that article, part of their big thing with recreating the Silk Road was digital, mm-hmm. getting into the digital world. So in order to have anything digital related, you need silicon. Oh, yes. Not, they want to become the number one chip producer in the world. Not silicone that goes in your breastuses. Oh. But silicon. Yes. Which goes into computer chips, computer chips. That Think are, Silicon Valley. Yeah. California, the computer chips that are used in computers, uh, and your, your camera, vehicles, microphones, um, anything that has electronics in it, it basically has some sort of computer chip in it now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> some form of semiconductor and all of the uh, brain, all, all of the toys that uh, do animated or vocal things are scrap computer chips. Oh, you mean like the toy soldiers? Yeah. You put uh, munitions, chips, and toys? Sweet. <laughs> um, was I the only one that watched that movie and was like, I want one? <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you, if, any, if you guys know this or not, but there's a shortage of silicon right now. Huge. Huge. Big. Absolutely huge. Sh- Shortage. Huge. It's a huge, it's huge shortage. Um, and part, a big chunk of that is because the world shut down for a stupid reason, um, in my opinion. 
is my yeah. humble opinion that I have proved multiple you times. Know, if I was a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> because COVID kind of really accelerated everything that China needed to happen. Everything. <laughs> in order to take the stage. Everything. So, I mean, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking I'm just questions. Asking questions. <laughs> but seriously, it's it's a little it's a little hinky of a coincidence that all this kind of fell into place and and America's at the weakest it has ever been yeah. right now when everything is is set up so nicely for China. So So if you had to guess who the number one producer of silicon is who would you guess? Uh, well, judging from my knowledge of the world and materials that are produced and distributed, I would say China. China. And it's not like they're ish number one. So Russia is number two at 747,000 tons of silicon produced. Mm. The United States is third with 326,000 tons produced. So. Well, Half. you know, when you don't have slave gotcha. labor, it's kind of hard to match those numbers. And when you have president after president barring mining and all kinds of stuff on federal land, which, what is it, half the country is federal land? At least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so China produces a measly 4.6 million tons of silicon each year. They might be trying to screw me. Well, of course they're trying to screw you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there's that. The China produces over half of the world's supply of silicon. All of the countries combined do not produce as much silicon as China. So all of your Intels, Samsungs, um, Apple. No, I'm trying to think of who actually makes the chips. Oh, um, I think those are the two biggest Intel and yeah, Intel, Samsung. Samsung um, I don't know. But uh, anyway, AMD. those are your two biggest. Both of which are American companies. Well, not Samsung. Intel is an American company, and Samsung is Korean, South Korean. I believe. Uh, Intel, Taiwan Semiconductor. Yeah, well, that uh, makes sense as to why they're trying to steal that country. Uh, <laughs> Qualcomm. That's Chinese, China, right? Uh, I believe it is Korean, but I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't say in here. It just says it's a global company. Uh, Broadcom, which I believe is American, Micron, Texas Instruments, ASE, NVIDIA, all of those are American companies. Yeah, so the reason why any of you uh, guys that might be gamers and PC builders, the reason why you can't buy a graphics card right now is not because everyone's just buying up all the graphics cards. The reason why you can't buy it is because there is no silicon to build with. China is hoarding silicon and computer chips. 
because they're producing all of it. And they know that the rest of the world needs their supply. Oh, ASE is also Taiwanese-based. Um, yeah. So if, if this trend continues, if the U.S. continues to not be able to, I don't know, use its own resources, <laughs> the, the price of uh, electronics is going to go up. What does that mean? That means not just your computer, not just your phones. Um, that means cars are going to become more expensive. That means uh, TVs will be more expensive. It means tablets oh. will be more expensive. All of these things more expensive. Qualcomm is American. By the oh. way, there is not a single one of those companies on that list that is Chinese. Interesting. That was the top 10. That's probably why they just bought billions of dollars. There are, them. however, two of the top 10 that are Taiwanese, one that is Swiss, and one that is in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. So uh, you say they're practicing shore invasions? Yes. In Taiwan? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wonder why. Um, I'm just asking questions. Uh, <laughs> so, th- so there you have it. Uh, it's going to get fun. <laughs> I know at the beginning of the year, I said, let this be the year of the people. It absolutely has to be if we want to have a chance to not go into a sinking depression and be reliant on China to produce all our stuff. Dude, that's that's nuts. So uh, on this top 10 list, um, there are six companies that are American companies. Six of the top ten are American companies. Two are Taiwanese companies. One is Swiss, and one is from the Netherlands. Huh. And um, all of them do business with China to buy silicon to get their stuff. Mm-hmm. Because uh, China is the number one producer of pretty much every material used to make yeah all anything the electronic things anything all the metals all the silicon all of the different components yes. china has the biggest mining just, industry in the world and just to just to broaden the strokes of the brush here remember progressives want to get rid of oil because they want a green environment and like we said before, you can't have that without oil. You can't make windmills. You can't make solar panels. You can't make thermal energy without oil. Yep. And by thermal em- energy, I mean from the earth. Mm-hmm. That because you, you have to drill. You have to drill down into it. The components which requires used oil to harness that energy oil. is oil-based plastics and all that yes. stuff. And then fast and then I mentioned And this, the maintenance requires and the maintenance oil. And then I mentioned this uh, before that in the production of all these electronics plastics are used to harness the chemicals used to make the computer chips because they will destroy iron, aluminum, titanium, all these aluminums, all the harsh chemicals that are used eat away at all these metals so they have to use plastics that are oil-based so they don't degrade so they can actually make these things. Well, if you get rid of oil, 
you don't have any electronic production. Well, if you get rid of silicon, then you absolutely have no chance of creating <laughs> any kind of green energy, electronic, anything. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave you with uh, one more story, one more news story, and then a history story that I learned yesterday. Ooh, that was dark. I'm excited about this one. It's, this is this is dark, but this is <laughs> this is intense. Um, so uh, NPR. <laughs> This is where your tax dollars go. NPR has a, uh, did a little thing. The headline, wave of bills to block trans athletes has no basis in science, researcher says. What? (laughs) You are officially handicapped. Stop it. Get some Get help. Get some help. <laughs> ah, let's see if you can pick up on the slant on this. Throughout the country, roughly 35 bills have been introduced by state legislatures that would limit or prohibit transgender women from competing in women's athletics. Uh, let me just do a quick edit here for them. Um, they, they prohibit transgender women from competing in women's sports. No, if you read the bills, they would prohibit men from competing in women's athletics. Biological men cannot compete with biological women is the Bills. Ah, that should be accurate. That should be exactly the way it should be. According to the LGBTQ rights group, Freedom for All Americans, except for anyone that's not in okay. our alphabet. Where, where are the women's rights groups right now? Yeah, the ones that were harping on everyone five years ago? Seriously. <laughs> you guys fought... To make us watch WNBA, you made stupid pink hats to wear at Donald Trump's inauguration then. But you're completely quiet while this goes down? (laughs) The hell is wrong with you? (laughs) The latest action in this push came last week when Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves... Let's see, this this was published uh, March 18th for reference. Uh, When Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signed into law the Mississippi Fairness Act, the law prohibits schools from allowing transgender female students... The law prohibits students from allowing male students to compete in female sports and cites, quote, inherent differences between men and women, end quote, as one of the reasons to block these athletes from competition. I would cite biological differences between men and women. Yes. Yes. Inherent differences between men and women. Yes. The often heated debates around these bills have centered on whether transgender women and girls have an unfair advantage over cisgender women. A term used for those who identify with the sex assigned to them at birth. Um, see, a term used for those who identify... See, the ones that actually are women and say that they're women and don't care about your terms... They don't say that they're cisgender women. They say they're a woman. Just like I don't say I'm a cisgender male. I just say I'm a male. I'm a man. Proponents, this is is what progressives do. They assign terms and then assume that is the correct use of the word here because it makes an ass out of you and me. They assume (laughs) 
that uh, the group that they are slapping a label on likes that group. Go and ask any uh, Latin origin person if they like to be called Latinx. <laughs> Latinx. <laughs> Latinx or Latinx. Latinx. Proponents say the legislation is needed in order to maintain fairness in women's athletics by reducing what they believe is an inherent competitive edge of trans athletes who identify as female. What was that female fighter that got her face smashed in by the transgender uh, fighter and she wasn't told uh, that she was going up against a transgender fighter? I don't remember. Yeah, that was a few years ago, I think. Um, critics call critics call that a false argument and say the proposals are being used as a way to discriminate against transgender Americans. No! <laughs> it's not! <laughs> it's to protect... Women. Okay, let me put this... their faces smashed in by someone that says they're a female, but really they're a 300-pound man that couldn't get what they wanted in life as a man. Okay, let me put this into perspective. They just lowered the requirements, the physical requirements for (laughs) military service. For the Army. For the Army. With the new... Equal gender neutral fitness test. 65% of women fail versus only 10% of men. You cannot tell me there is not a biological difference. Uh, What's her name? The tennis star that thought she was all that in a bag of chips. Who got beat by a high schooler? Uh, no, she said that she could take on anyone, any man in the top 200 or uh, um, any man in the top 200 or something like that. So uh, what's his face that's number ranked 203 in men's tennis? Took her up on the challenge, uh, was up late, woke up late, showed up pissed drunk after playing <laughs> a round of golf. <laughs> and Beat her. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like he barely beat her. It was something like five rounds to two. <laughs> These proposals, they say, also risk opening the door to humiliating treatment of women and girls who don't fit culturally accepted notions of femininity. Yeah. Because you're letting dudes into the girls locker rooms now i'm gonna be perfectly honest here gina carano would kick my ass oh 100 percent like not without breaking try, a sweat not even gonna try to pretend i could last five seconds <laughs> i would be like spider-man climb as high as i could and try to last the whole round <laughs> staying away from you that that being said there is a difference between a 32-year-old overweight, out-of-shape dude and that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but par for the course, there is still a difference. Yes. <laughs> 
Often missing from the culture war aspect of the debate is a focus on the type of questions that Dr. Eric Villain has spent much of his career researching. Villain, villain, he spelled villain wrong. He spelled <laughs> villain wrong. <laughs> was this one of those bad 90s Disney cartoons? <laughs> the crap is coming on with Eric, these names and Eric stuff villain, here. <laughs> Eric Villain. Cruella de Vil. <laughs> He's like an you, SJW. You know on her the name. Your name seems a lot like Devil. He throws concrete shakes at you, <laughs> Eric Villain. Wow. Anyway, Eric Villain. <laughs> okay, you haven't uh, had enough sleep. Let's continue on. <laughs> uh, he's a pediatrician and a g- geneticist who studies sex differences in athletes. That's 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 the kind of pedi- this is the pediatrician you want looking after your kids right here. He says there are no good faith reasons to limit transgender women's participation in sports, especially at the high school level. Villain has advised both the International Olympic Committee and the NCAA and says these laws generally aren't based on in scientific evidence, but rather target women who have either a different biology or simply look different. Okay, I want to... Women who have a different biology, I think we have a word that encapsulates that. I was it, is it, is it, it starts with men? Is that it? Men? 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 Is that what he's trying to say there? (laughs) So... Essentially, this is the pediatrician that when you give birth, he's going to hold the baby up and, well, it can't tell me what it is yet, so. The baby isn't able to tell me what gender it is yet, so good luck with naming it. It's, it's, it's got a penis. Slap it on the ass and hand it back. There you go. <laughs> it's a boy. Nah, don't just assume that's his gender now. Doctor, you forgot to say good game. So this leads me into a rabbit hole story. A rat hole story. A rat hole story. This leads me into a rat hole story. (laughs) Gotta get the phone out for this one. I I didn't know if I'd be actually talking about it, but we are. Oh, why wouldn't we? Why not? We're here. So I stumbled across this meme on the interwebs. I didn't save it because I was so flabbergasted by what the meme said that I had to go and research it. And by the time I got back to trying to save the meme, it was gone into the realm of wherever your newsfeed stuff goes. (laughs) But there was this meme that uh, had a picture of uh, this square hole thing in the ground with a bunch of rats in it and a guy standing in the middle of it. And it said, uh, research on rat behaviors found that society uh, breaks down when they have nothing to complain about or something like that. I was like, huh? (laughs) Now memes, most memes are grounded in a grain of truth. Whether the meme is actually perpetuating that truth or not is a whole different thing. It's just like comedy, which is why comedy gets 
treated the way it is because nobody understands that it's a joke <laughs> about something that's real. Damn it, Babylon B, this is supposed to be satire. So uh, <laughs> I, I looked it up, and there was a study done by a man, uh, uh, Mr. Calhoun. John, Calhoun. Dr. John Calhoun. Dr. John uh, Calhoun. Um, With the National Institute of Mental Health. Yeah. So he... Uh, Ramadan. Yep. Ram, Ramad, Ramadan. Pull it up, please, and thank you. Um, so <laughs> this guy in 1947 decided, talked to his neighbor, said, hey, uh, can I use some of your land? And he's like, what for? I just want to do an experiment with some rats. Some rats. Don't worry, I'll make a thing so they don't escape. Then, So the neighbor's thinking there's going to be a few hutches in the backyard. Well, a Quarter acre hole later, <laughs> uh, Mr. Calhoun throws five pregnant rats into the hole and lets them do their thing. And in the hole, he provides all of the food, all of the water, all of the shelter that they need. So all they have to worry about is each other. They don't have to worry about finding food or getting out of the rain or finding something to drink. It's all there for them. All of their needs are given to them. The rats begin to populate like they do. Every, what is it, three weeks or so, a rat can uh, give birth. <laughs> Something like that. So the population grows pretty quick from five. Um, and in this experiment, he observes that the rats, uh, once they got to a certain point, somewhere around um, 150 rats or so, the rats start to ah. kind of divide themselves into groups, into different kind of societal groups. There's uh, a group of timid rats. The females kind of all start clustering together. And then there's the, the larger males that cluster together, and they start terrorizing the other rats. And it gets to the point where the uh, females don't want to reproduce anymore. And if they do happen to reproduce, they kill their offspring. And then the more timid males, since the females aren't wanting to reproduce, the timid males resort to homosexuality to satisfy that need of theirs. Yes, and uh, rats generally, it's 21 to 23 days uh, to give birth, and they can get pregnant again within 48 hours. There you go. Um, so, this, he... He observes this continuing on. Now, this hole, it's a quarter-acre hole that he dug in the ground, and he suspected he could get about 5,000 rats to fit in there comfortably. The reason why he was doing all this was for a study on population control to see if uh, what happens to population when needs are met for a given area. Well, they took the entirely wrong lesson out of this. Oh, yeah, the one I sent you. Oh, this is another one I found from Vocal Media. Yeah, there's some weird things. <laughs> um, so, in his in this study, he uh, the rats never got above 200 rats in the population, and the little utopian rat colony 
basically killed itself off after two or three years. So this is funny because this one blames it on the rapidly growing population. Uh-huh. That's, they the have more than enough room, more than enough food, more than enough water. Right. has nothing to do with the growth of the population. That has everything to do with... That has everything to do with... What are you doing their, in that their area? needs were provided for, so they had nothing to worry about. And nothing to spend their energy on. Nothing to spend their energy on. So they had to find something to spend their energy on. So they created little social groups where one group hated another group and another group hated another group, but one group was more powerful than the others and beat the others into submission into the point where they just socialized with themselves and... Wait, are we still talking about the rats? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> if you look at today's society, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen, you've noticed some parallels by now because you that listen to us are a sharp bunch, I would hope, because we tell you to not trust us. <laughs> and yet you still listen. So... <laughs> Um, and just to be sure, he repeated this experiment, I think five or six more times, and he did it with different breeds of rats and different breeds of mice. And he came out and they came out with the pretty much the same results each time. Um, now where this gets real interesting is as I was searching through, uh, to find more info about this is this thing that said something about, uh, the Secrets of Nim. I was like, isn't that a movie? It's a cartoon. Isn't that some sort of movie thing? And, uh, and it, I was right. It's uh, The Secret of Nim. N-I-M-H. N-I-M-H. Secret of Nim. <clears throat> and I, I'm pretty sure I watched it as a child and it freaked the crap out of me because... Horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying. Dark, it's a dark cartoon. <laughs> and uh, it understandably so because it's based off of the book Secrets of Nim, which is based off of these experiments that this guy did. And Nim stands for National Institute of Mental Health. In real life and in the book and in the movie. And this guy, after his first experiment, did the following experiments at the National Institute of Mental Health. The National Institute of Mental Health was formed in 1943, I think. Or 45? Uh, uh, 49. 1949 is when it was founded. And... Some of the first experiments performed there were from Mr. Calhoun and his rat utopia on accidentally discovering how society kills itself when it has nothing to worry about for its needs. Real life examples, the fall of Rome, <clears throat> the fall of Greece, the fall of pick major empire that... <laughs> That collapsed. Collapsed. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Oh, man. The Greeks fell because the Romans took them over, but the Greeks fell because, well, they they were pretty dominant, and they began to not have to worry so much about needs, per se. There was plenty of food to go around in the country. There's plenty of places to live, plenty of places to work, and all that stuff. And then people started not having to worry about that. They got complacent, and started getting promiscuous with each other and they started kind of civil warring with each other and then uh, an outside force came in and took him down rome got really big got complacent didn't really have to worry about much as far as needs started fighting with each other someone from the outside came in took him down Where are we today? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You hurt me. <laughs> Your words are literally okay. violence. <laughs> See, that's a that's that's a the TLDR of a very dark rabbit hole based off of a meme. <laughs> It turns out a super creepy uh, animation film for kids is based off of a super creepy social experiment that accidentally was stumbled upon, but was repeatable. So therefore, it's a working theory. Yay! (laughs) It's okay, Trevor. We all forgive you for hurting us with that. Do you hear that? That's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people drowning, Carl. That is what forgiveness sounds like. Screaming and then silence. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> Screaming and then <laughs> Personally, that is even funnier than it was before. <laughs> Ouch. Oof. Oof. Uh, Oof. Um, so, yeah, so... We got a lot of things coming down the roadmap for us, and a lot of them are going to be, I believe, culturally based, because we've only been talking about it since we started this podcast, that our culture has been under attack, our history has been under attack, all of these things have been under attack since... And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices, we are going to have to change our conversation. Oh. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. Uh-huh. We're going to have to move into a different place. Ha. 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 Yeah. So, this year has to be the year of the people. Because we not might not get too many more. <laughs> no. <laughs> A story that we've got on here, but I won't read through. I mentioned it. I think it was in, we'd mentioned it last week. Restaurant owner that refused to lock down, refused to lock down in California. So he bought, they turned off his power because he kept operating his business when he was told not to in LA. And so he bought generators so he could keep running his, (laughs) his restaurant. Um, it's a bold move. <laughs> it's a bold strategy, a, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off for him. <laughs> it's a bold bold move with the cost of diesel and things, <laughs> especially in California. That's uh, 
Honestly, that's a little bit horrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, an update to that is uh, he's taking uh, Cal- Los Angeles to the Supreme Court. Oh, good. Uh, As he should. He's saying his defense is fantastic. The gist of his defense is uh, you told me to shut down with no plans of, uh, of uh, compensation for my, my living. Science. Yeah. Science. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's a really good one. I recommend uh, digging through the links to find that. But yeah, that's... Uh, well, and then obviously the things that we couldn't cover include the Colorado shooting and all of the drama with that. We will post those links. And that obviously ties into new calls for gun control. My favorite debate subject because you can rip people apart with data that's easily available to anyone that has half a brain cell. (sighs) But my least favorite to cover because there's already a bill waiting on the Senate floor to get rid of everything. Yeah. The House already passed it, and we talked about that one already. Just a a mere coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah. Just like it was a mere coincidence that the bill to remove silencers from the uh, NFA uh, list uh, was on the Senate floor when the a certain shooter in yeah. Las Vegas happened. did his thing, and then Hillary Clinton happened to say, thank goodness he wasn't using a silencer. Thank goodness he wasn't using a silencer. And then the, and then the bill was shelved. Yeah. This happens. Just coincidentally. Coincidentally. And if you're Hebrew at all, you know there's no such thing as coincidences. Anyway. Because <laughs> the word doesn't exist in Hebrew. That's all. I'll keep going if well, if we don't end. Stay bye. vigilant. Uh, stay tuned on our uh, socials and such because... <clears throat> Shirts are being ordered. Yes. Design has been finalized for one of the two. We got two two shirts. Limited supply. They're hilarious. They are quite fun. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we, we will have a few of those you can order uh, eventually here soon, hopefully in the next week or two. Stay tuned. Yeah. And... Uh, Like, subscribe, all those things. Stay happy, my friends. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Set. Recording. Mark, get set. Who is Mark and why does he need to get set? Because he needs to go. Oh. And Barack knows that we... <laughs> why? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Helps if I'm actually on the board so I can change the board. Mm. There we go. Um, let's mute that before that goes off accidentally. And here we go.